1: Let's get started. Hello,
2: everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at wp V. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And of course, you can download the latest episodes at WMR.F. In this episode, we're going to be talking about fascinating trends in digital media websites and investing. And joining us for that conversation is someone who knows a little bit about that. Joining us from Media Tech Ventures, I'd like to welcome Paul O'Brien. Paul, welcome to Press This. Thank you very much. You've been doing well, David. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me here. I have. I have. Thank you for being here. And I know I've gotten to know you really well over the years, a fellow Austinite, of course. So I'm really excited to bring you here today to share your insights on the evolution of digital media. Uh, and particularly, I think I'm most interested to hear your views here. Um, you know, certainly through your role with media tech Ventures, kind of focusing on, on digital media, media in general. Um, but really, for those listening, what Paul's going to get into today is the historic context of digital media. Like, how did we get here? Uh, the most powerful trends in digital media today, like where are we all headed? And then where's the money going in digital media? I think this is kind of a nice, uh, maybe canary in the coal mine is the wrong analogy here, but a nice signal about you know how, how digital media is evolving. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you here today, Paul. Um, I'm gonna ask you the same question uh, to kick us off though, that I ask every guest, and that is uh, briefly tell me your WordPress origin story when was the first time you used WordPress, Paul? Ooh. by date, I'm not sure I could. I've got a little bit of gray hair at this point. I <laughs> built my first website
3: in college, uh, and it was it was HTML with with text notepads, as I recall, trying to figure out FTP and put it on on the internet. It was a it was a music website uh, about the Beatles, and uh, I, I got the attention of of someone you may all know by the name of Sir George Martin, who had a bit of a relationship with the Beatles, that blew my mind with regard to what the internet was about to do to the world. This is back in the late 90s. And so because my programming and engineering skills is limited to roughly how to put head code in between brackets, when I heard of this little thing called WordPress way back when, Uh, I was one of the earliest adopters, at least earliest as far as I knew. Uh, in in really just rebuilding what I had uh, and, and trying to teach myself how to how to do it with with this thing called a content management system instead of writing text on on digital sheets on the internet and and putting them online. And so I built uh, back then it was called rare exception. On, uh, I, I would swear it was probably the hosted version of WordPress. Uh, but then ultimately, Transition that when I realized how, how valuable it was to have a, a website, transitioned that to my own personal blog and professional website uh, at, at SEO Brian. Uh, and the rest is history. Uh, ever, ever since then, I've been using that content management system and WordPress in particular to, to teach myself, to, to learn things, to test things. Uh, and, and really, to evangelize how every entrepreneur can can do the same thing with this this technology that's been made available to us thanks to the internet and thanks to thanks to the guys at WordPress.
2: Awesome. Well, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't think I've ever had a guest that said that their first WordPress site was to rebuild an, a, a hand coded site. That's I think a first on the show. Why did you do that? Was it just so you could manage the site more easily and not have to go edit content in HTML anymore?
3: Yeah, I, I think truly the the answer which has has driven the work that I do today for startups was was and is isn't recognizing that I'm much more of a marketing oriented person. I'm a content creator. I, I I love thinking about the history of marketing, and of course we work in the media business. I'm not a software engineer. I I didn't get a computer science degree. I didn't learn anything about it. I. I I built my first Apple computer back back in the you know early early 90s or late 80s, and and that's about the extent of my technology skill set. And and so as I, as I had this experience online and and saw saw what it could do for a person or for a profession or for a business in terms of reaching absolutely everybody in the world, and, and then of course as as Yahoo got a hold of that and and indexed it and put it on the Yahoo platform. And then, of course, Google came along. Clearly, for someone like me, it became evident that I could not, that that we could not excel on the internet if we wanted to continue to do it ourselves. But more importantly, it became evident that we didn't need to do it ourselves, that that literally anybody could create a website without having to learn a lick of code. I like it. I like it. And and It, it was
2: that transition that mattered. So it empowers you to create content. That was kind of your your draw originally. I know that that is certainly not a uh, a, a, a draw to WordPress that you that you share alone, Paul. So that's good context. Um, I introduced earlier though, like when we got the show kind of kicked off, that you're with Media Tech Ventures. I think people can kind of imagine what Media Tech Ventures maybe a little bit does, but maybe you could like tell us like what exactly does Media Tech Ventures do and like. Uh, just from the high level, I guess, how does that connect in with digital media?
3: Well, actually, your your earlier point about it being a canary in the coal mine—this this question of where the capital comes from or or came from, and where it comes from now, and, and where it might be coming from in the future—has a lot to do with with our passion and our focus. That's the venture side of the equation. We're we're not a we're not a venture fund, but we're using that idea of ventures in our brand and our work to help illuminate the fact that media and technology, media innovation, is a a dependency in in entrepreneurship. It's a dependency in terms of understanding how the media industry works and how how media enables companies to compete and grow and and sell. Uh, And and because technology is constantly changing the way media works, we have to teach how this, this enables businesses and startups and service providers to create new things. And if we don't teach, not only those service providers and those businesses and entrepreneurs, but if we don't teach as well the investor class, if we don't teach venture capitalists how this stuff works and how it changes, then we aren't able to efficiently and effectively connect capital to professionals. So that's what we do. We, we teach media innovation. We run a startup program uh, in, a, in a dozen countries throughout the world, uh, and we're building infrastructure with WordPress, of course, uh, to see if we can't enable more connections between mentors and investors and and startups that are in the media industry in particular.
2: Excellent. Well, we got some teaching for you today to do today, Paul. So I think you're you're in a good place. Um, help folks understand. Like, I'm curious how you might answer this. But like, how do you define digital media? It's such like a big word. Is like any media that downloads over the internet. I don't know, but like, how do you what, what, what is this like universe of stuff to you? What does it mean digital media? Well, it is a big word,
3: uh, and, and actually it's that's one of my favorite questions and conversations to teach about, because I, I fear, and increasingly I think a lot of people fear, that the idea of digital actually broke uh, much of the media industry, and, and in fact too broke what we understand as marketing, because there was a 10 or 15 year period there between 99, 2000, and 2010, 2015 or so, when most CMOs and, and agencies and traditional marketers thought of digital as something different and separate that you know you probably recall David we had the, the interactive marketing folks and we had the, the online marketing folks and we have, we have digital as though it's separate from just good old-fashioned marketing and and that that happened because 20 year olds like myself grew up through Yahoo and, and AOL and so we understood this stuff that the business graduates who went on to be VPs of marketing and CMOs just didn't understand because they were frankly just older and we were in this weird transition period. My, my definition is that all media, all media is, is in fact any, anything that we hear or, or see and read and consume. That, that means audio, that means video, that means visual, that means the written word. And whether it's in print or it's on a website, is functionally effectively the same. What what digital has done is enabled it to be omnipresent, to be available everywhere. Right. It's enabled us to have a lot more insight and and analytics and data about consumption and engagement with that media. But the fact is that this podcast, for example, is not, not terribly different from what we used to do in radio. It's a different channel. It's more channels. You get insight to our audience, you get to have a conversation with your audience in a way that wasn't possible with just broadcast. But the fact is the broadcast medium, whether that is television or radio or newspaper publishing or book publishing, that's all just evolved into more so different that's, means thanks to tech.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really kind of meta way of thinking of this is like it's literally just the medium, but the, the, the actual content that we might um, call media is you know, fundamentally very similar to its base form prior to digital in the sense that you're consuming information um, just in a different context. Things are very again kind of meta way to think about that. I want to dig into a little bit though around what this landscape looks like and, and how you think it's changing um, but we're going to take a quick break
1: and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Let's press forward with more press this only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Hello everyone, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on WMR. This is your host David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Paul O'Brien of Media Tech Ventures around the fascinating trends in digital media. Um, Paul, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about what you uh, how you defined quote, digital media. I thought it was really kind of poignant to think about it in the meta sense of, you know, that, that media in these forums have existed uh, for a very long time, um, just not in this particular medium. And so I think it's really interesting to think about it, again, from that very meta level. Um, now, though, to d- dial in a little bit closer, though, like, I mean, we've obviously had media like pictures and um, video and audio on on the web and and the internet for a while in this quote digital medium Um, but what does that traditional landscape look like like where like how what does the past look like what is that kind of traditional view of digital media how would you think like most people would think about that or how do you think about that
3: yeah great great reference back to to our conversation before the break because the point the point that I think it's important to appreciate is that for the great percentage of the world, frankly, and, and companies and businesses, for those of you that are, are running agencies or, or, or building WordPress properties and websites for, for companies, the challenge we have is that most people still don't understand how digital works, right? In it, it, it's very fundamental sense, right? We see We see that in these debates about, what fake news is and, and whether whether Facebook is suddenly stealing our privacy. Digital has been the same thing for the last 20 years, 20, 25 years, right? It really hasn't changed that much. What's, what's slowly happening is that the world is waking up to the fact that uh, everyone is now online and everyone can be connected because of that. And it is all tracked as a result of that, that, that it gives us this transparency to what's happening. But, but traditionally, it, I believe, anyway, or rather, I think it's important that folks believe that traditionally it actually wasn't that much different than what it is today. That if if you really think about all the different channels or forms of media we've had, uh, we've podcasting is suddenly the hottest thing since sliced bread, and yet and yet we've had Webmaster Radio for 15 years. And it's been around for a long time, uh, and and certainly before Facebook we had MySpace and Friendster and so forth. That that. Really what's been happening is simply this adoption and this understanding of the fact that our world and our economy is now driven by the internet. And if anything, I like that word internet better than digital because the fact is it's just, it, it literally is just traditional advertising, traditional billboards or traditional radio or traditional television or traditional print now in this digital format thanks to what the internet did. Thanks to the fact that the internet has enabled us all to consume it on demand whenever and wherever we want. It's changed society in a lot of ways, a lot of ways. But it really hasn't changed what we can or should do with media in any more substantial way than making it more accessible, making it more meaningful and effective, right, and actually making it easier for a greater number of people to work with and take advantage of and leverage. Because again, like we talked about in my own case, if you're not a software engineer, if you're not a website developer, there's no reason you can't build your own media property. There's no reason you can't start your own podcast or start your own video platform. It's actually incredibly easy to do. Media is now accessible to everyone because of what's happened through technology.
2: So it sounds like you know kind of kind of again like another counterintuitive point I think you're making here which is like the traditional quote digital media landscape is, is still very similar in its fundamental nature that it was at kind of the dawn of the internet or maybe the web would maybe be a, a, I don't know, we'll have to figure out which word I guess best fits there, but kind of at this dawn of kind of digital media and digital advertising on the internet, um, that, that not a ton actually in its fundamental nature has changed other than how many people are using it and how accessible those things are. Is that, is that roughly the point you were making there?
3: That's, that's roughly the point. And it's, and it's an important point because we have to recognize and appreciate the impact that that's having on society and the economy and the way we work more than the fact that media itself is changing. Uh, a wonderful, very simple example, right? Back to the earliest, earliest days of the internet, right? What was the purpose of the, the original web or, or internet that was created? It was just to transfer messages. So so email, in its earliest sense, and even email today, is really not much more than either direct mail, right, or text-based phone calls, (laughs) because we're we're merely sending a subject, messaging on the the front of a a letter, uh, on an envelope, that includes some information that we want the recipient to read. Right? When we realize that it's really the same as it's always been, it's just an innovation. It's just a change in the way that we engage with that. It, it, it's really what transforms and enables us all to better leverage media, to better work with media, and to better work with companies and clients and, and, and service providers that, that know how to do it well.
2: I think that a lot of that rings true. I mean, I've, I've, I've had that notion of like, why is everyone freaking out about X right now? That's been around forever. Uh, And, you know, it works like this. And why doesn't anybody know this? And like, but I'm in such an echo chamber with my, you know, digital friends that it doesn't dawn on me that some of these concepts are, are very new to the majority of people out there. And because they're more accessible, it's like more in your face than ever before. And these kind of very small groups of folks that would kind of condense that had the skills necessary to take advantage of these mediums. Um, is is now much, much larger. I think that's a a really good point. So you have like a a much broader scope of people that can get into media now because of how accessible the technology is and the platforms are. Um, Certainly like zero tech, I guess, by being like a TikTok star, YouTube star, but also creating your own media website. So like that's like one massive change in digital media and and what I I believe probably transformative for, for, for all of humanity in a lot of key ways at least that is connected to the internet right now uh, and hopefully all to, all in the future, but like how else is the traditional landscape changing other than the rush of, of folks now able to start media businesses?
3: That 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 I think is a, a wonderful question because it touches on those societal changes and it touches on the implication of work that what what's really been evolving, what's really been changing is the point you made, right? That a lot more people are suddenly on the internet and, and what does that do for you as a as a business or a service provider right one, one of my favorite conversations about building websites for example is how uh, frankly how poor restaurant websites tend to be yeah. restaurant website owners tend not to worry too much about what their website says it does as long as it looks good they're,
2: they're, they worry they're just, they're just too busy to mess with
3: it well and they, and, right. and, they, and they they aren't necessarily exposed to because they have a, a business to focus on, right? They have a restaurant to run. They aren't necessarily exposed to how easy some of this stuff is, and and so it's just a, a a talking point of mine because, right? Because all of this stuff that we're talking about has been around for decades, and so you see all these new people come online, and and they freak out about social media, or or suddenly they go, oh, I need to I need to do SEO. I have no idea what SEO is. Well, I mean, that's something that's been around for. 20 years right none of none of this is new that that as service providers and businesses and people building websites it's important to appreciate that there there isn't there isn't reservation there isn't negativity towards what's happening online what what's actually happening is that people are unaware of what's possible they're not being informed enough they're not being exposed enough to how it works and so if you change the narrative you change the narrative from you have to do this or you must do this or this is how it works to instead being collaborative and being helpful in introducing and educating people about what what can be done and how it's done online, what you're going to find is a lot more people are receptive to trying things and testing things and, and exploring how to be more innovative on the internet. That's exciting, right? And the challenge is if we don't evolve to the way society's evolving from discomfort and fear and concern about the unknown to instead collaborative and informing and educating and working together on these things, if we don't make that evolution with these people who don't understand this stuff, then they're just going to continue to push back, right? They're, con- they're going to continue to have concerns about privacy and security on the internet. They're going to continue to have concerns about fake news and how social media is disrupting everybody. And none of that's accurate, right? Those are reactions as a result of fear. That's one thing that's happening. The two other very quick thoughts that I well,
2: actually, I was wondering because I like just to kind of recap that, just again from the super high level, I mean we have sure. these rush of folks coming in. We have some unfamiliarity with the technologies. It creates some maybe some apprehension and some anxiety. Um, but I also got to imagine like this now increased landscape of, of people that are making media and creating media websites and publishing media has drastically changed the strategy behind it i mean from everything from like should you have high production quality or not to um, how you stand out in a crowd because now the crowd is so much bigger i I would love to hear kind of how how that maybe is changing the face of media we're going to take one more break and we'll be right
1: back time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment That's podcast.wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Well, everyone, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community
2: podcast on WMR. Right before the break, we were speaking with Paul O'Brien of Media Tech Ventures around how the traditional landscape is changing. Paul, right before the break, I kind of dropped a ball on you. I was like, with all these people coming into media with you know, the technology is now being more accessible. Does that change how people should think of their digital media strategy? Like, is production value maybe more or less important because of all the different things out there? Um, is it harder to stand out because of the great multitude of media creators now? Is it more of an opportunity because there's more people consuming? Is it a mixed story? What What's changing with all that?
3: Yeah, great, great question, because I was about to share two other thoughts about the landscape of the media industry and how it's changing. And you, you actually opened my eyes to a third that might be important. Very quickly, the most important thing to appreciate is that that the world has become a much, much smaller place. And that's good and it's bad. Absolutely, everyone is a competitor and you can find competition from anywhere in the world regardless of where your market is focused, regardless of what. true. At the same time, it's a good thing because suddenly, Everyone everywhere in the world is accessible. And, and so you can you can think of how to how to reach more people in, in vastly different ways much more quickly. So there's change number one. Change number two, that's perhaps more important and, and, and a really tough concept to grasp, is, is that the it, it, permanently what has changed is that what used to be a push-based form of communication. Traditional media was push-based communication. You had to go through a publisher. You had to go through a label. You had to go through the producer of a film. You went through something and it was pushed to the audience through the newspaper or through television or what have you. What's changed is now we are in a consumption-based world that the consumer gets to decide how they consume what it is that you produce. Make sense? And so the challenge for websites and website developers is that the fact is... If you only want to write blog posts, if you only want to write blog posts, the only people who are going to read those blog posts are people who intentionally want to read nothing but blog posts. But as a consumer, as as someone on the internet, the fact is I like TikTok videos, and I listen to podcasts, and I use Twitter, and I use Facebook, and I use LinkedIn, and you know, and so on and so forth, that I now get to decide how I consume and where and, and, and what. And so the challenge that that puts on businesses is what's called omni-media. And the fact that my third point, You really have to appreciate that in order to compete, both in terms of the challenge of it and the opportunity, you have to understand what it means to be in as many different places as possible. And it's actually quite easy to do
2: thanks to technology. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. Last question to round us out here. We've we've teased it the entire podcast, but where is the investment money going in digital media? Like what are the what do you see when folks invest in digital media companies like? What is, what is getting that money, and, and how do you think that is, it, is it a tell for what the future holds?
3: Uh, it's, it's definitely a tell for what the future holds. It's, it's primarily in three ways. Number one is the implication of social media and social networks. That's communities. That's platform building, which is what we're doing, frankly, with with WordPress and with WPH. And we're trying to build platforms more than just web properties and websites. How can we connect people and, and collaborate and build things together on the internet. That platform is incredibly appealing and meaningful in the context of the media business. A lot of investments moving in the direction, number one. Number two is anything interactive and immersive. We see a lot of that for the most part in video games, right? But but it's obvious in Fortnite and Roblox and and Minecraft, it's less obvious in what's going on with immersive media and experiential uh, environments and, and AR and XR, VR, all of these things are, if you think about and appreciate it, all of these things are similar. They're generally just referred to as immersive because they're different forms of media coming together in a lot of different ways. And then the third, which is more exciting and a little bit more elusive yet, is what's going on in cryptocurrency. And I'm not a cryptocurrency enthusiast. I'm not an evangelist. That's not the point I want to share. But there is something to the fact that what's called distributed computing is changing the way the media industry works through things like NFTs. Now we can, we can tokenize, we can encrypt media, photos and videos and so forth. We can encrypt that and monetize it for the sake of the creator. That's gonna completely transform the way the media business works. And it's certainly Ooh. something that's interesting in WordPress as we start to look to distributed computing and the fact that WordPress is somewhat of an open source environment for us to build
2: with. Well, talk about uh, talk about dropping a topic bomb at the end. I love the NFT reference there in crypto. I did not expect that to be one of your answers. Um, Interactive and immersive, definitely. uh, That's definitely standing out. Definitely seeing a lot of folks leaning in there even with their their website experiences. And you know, it's funny, as you talked about this kind of uh, democratization of, of media publishing, uh, the, the, the notion of community and platform sites was like ringing in my head as I heard you saying that earlier. So it's really cool to hear you connect the dots there. Uh, well, this was incredibly interesting. Thank you so much for joining us today, Paul. My distinct pleasure. Look forward to connecting with, with absolutely everybody. It's why we're here with
3: some ledger producing Press this and, and the work that, that WP Engine has just been fantastic, making so much more of this all accessible to, to WordPress developers and businesses alike, especially to startups. So, if you're in the startup space as a mentor or founder, re- reach out. I'd love to talk to you in particular because that's our focus on this world.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for that, Paul. If you'd like to learn more about Paul's Up Too, you can actually visit mediatech.ventures. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
0: The opinions
2: expressed on this program